What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. Today with me, well, actually, I don't even need to do that because it's a fireside chat, son. Hey. It's, it's DJ Don Juan DeMarco in the house. It is just the two of us. <clears throat> Oh yeah, we can make depressed it and ready to rant. Whoa, 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 whoa! There will be no, <laughs> there will be no, no bummer cast whatsoever over the course. That's of always this a challenge I'm hour. willing to to meet, dude. I'm feeling, I'm feeling chipper. I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got strangled at practice uh, at, at jujitsu practice. That's, that's, that's a good the, thing. Got right? the shit beat out of me. Um, I'm coming off a week of excess in the city <laughs> that never sleeps that's uh the big apple that's right i got that right right it's called the city that yes never okay cool, yes cool, cool. that is correct and i don't uh, even need to google that you know? yeah you might need to google i could be totally i feel like it's called the city that never sleeps it, the big I, apple well, yeah new york that's new york yeah because otherwise the only other place i would think that would be would be like you know it's, it's the city that never sleeps because since sin city is vegas so i'm like i'm reasonably yeah, positive it, it, about it, this. it is new york sweet yeah i spent uh four days in new york for the first time and that's pretty cool it was glorious yeah. i I felt at home when I was there, which was weird. Really? I have a lot of friends that um, that have been there, and they're you know they didn't really give me too many places to go or information, which is I was totally fine with. I'm more of a mm-hmm. boots on the ground type of traveler. <clears throat> yeah, I felt at home, man. Everyone there nice. was so nice. Uh, the the people were beautiful. The places were beautiful. Uh, the first night we went and saw a show. Me and the lady we saw. Nubia Garcia and Crabin. I'm probably saying that I'm, name wrong. I'm pretty pretty jealous of that. That sounds like it would have been a pretty good show. Oh, it was incredible. It was <clears throat> incredible. And then when we left, there were people selling that medical grade nitrous oxide. <laughs> I wanted to do sounds like you it. went to a fish show. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to do a, I wanted to do one, but I didn't. I kind of chickened out. Um, it's probably good. No, no, I should have done it. Can't it can't be that. It can't be that bad for like one time. Yeah, I unless you like way overdid. Oh, it I would have probably overdone it. I was pretty hammered when I was leaving the concert. Uh, New York was incredible. Uh, met up with uh, the po- a former podcast guest. Shout out to Tim Timothy Smith, photographer. Oh, yeah. Early nice. on, met him at this place in Brooklyn called uh, Texas Barbecue. Which you probably oh, cool. just went to like a za place, but whatever. I'm I'm always down for barbecue. How was it? Was it a decent barbecue? It's pretty good, man. I got hammered. I mean, to be honest, when I travel, I just I pretty much just like you kinda, just you just heavily drink. I do, and I just meet people. Like that's what I do. <laughs> just I drink, and I see get in bars and start asking questions. And how if, many? Just from the top of your head, how many show guests have we had that are former former drunken meetups? Or is it going to be more? Because we're pulling, I feel I'm like I on. feel like it's at well, least five. it's it's a combination of drunken meetups or um, people that I've met at the gym, people that I met. I, mean, I don't know. We don't, you know, to be to be honest, it, there's not a lot of outreach done. We've this the show really is kind of morphed into me finding people to. Sammy, you, myself, mm-hmm. really just doing research online since we since we went since remote. Yeah, now. so we, so we yeah. went full remote. 
but there's going to be some guests that I met um, from back there that are really cool. A few, a uh, few really good artists that I met in the park and uh, nice. that we're probably just going to talk philosophy. I ended up talking to one artist for like an hour and a half. Well, maybe not that long, maybe like 30 mm-hmm. minutes, just about philosophy. The dude was wild, man. He's from Ecuador, kind of got trapped mm-hmm. in COVID or d- got trapped oh, in yeah. New York during COVID. And it's just like, I'm making it, man. I'm selling oh, my that, that, uh, that happened to, um, it wasn't in Ecuador. It was in Costa Rica. Um, my brother-in-law's ex-wife was, she had gone to Costa Rica for like a school project or something, mm-hmm. photography project, and then uh, got stuck there when COVID happened and they closed the borders and she like ended up just living in Costa Rica for like a year. That'd be wild. I mean, I don't think I would be mad about that. I've, I've, no, I mean, it, good it, there could yeah. be much worse places to get stranded. Yeah. I, I feel I, I, it all depends on like what you were leaving. Like if you had a family and it, kids oh, God, and shit, yeah. that would suck. But if it was, I mean, I have a girl, so that would suck for me and her. Mm-hmm. But, but at, at this point in my life, I feel like I'd be like, well, I guess I'm here for a year. I'm, it's going to be long distance and. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, at least I'm going to learn Spanish. That's going to be cool. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you're in some like I, remote place that would where suck no it, one though. spoke English. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in Costa Rica, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know. I feel like Costa Rica is pretty English literate that since uh, there's a lot of foreigners that have been moving there. How long? But if like, if you if it wasn't, oh my god, that would be terrible. How, no, I think I would love that. How long do you think it would take you to learn? A foreign language if you had no choice i feel like i feel like everybody most everyone can learn a foreign language enough for survival within a year i think i'd be like you could be like conversational in like maybe a year and a half no two years and probably you know good in a year six months i i really believe in six months i'd be fully conversational and pretty close to fluent really yeah. Well, you, you kind of spoke, you spoke Danish and almost moved there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I've lost all of that. Um, I lost it all. It was starting to get real intense. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole other story, but uh, <laughs> I, I think six, I love to talk to people. So mm-hmm. me not being able to talk, and hopefully this, in this imaginary scenario, hopefully I would have, uh, <sighs> I was going to say limited internet access. I'm going to say that mm-hmm. because I really think that re- relying on the brain. It just forces you. I think it would force you even more. And I, oh, that mm-hmm. would be so stressful though. I'd be so, you'd be so frustrated, but all you would, all your brain's energy would be f- focused on like solving this problem. So I really mm-hmm. think you could f- be fluent. There's a, a good book about this. Um, I believe it's called A Land So Strange. And it's mm-hmm. about these Spanish explorers that end up shipwrecked in on the Gulf Coast in Tejas. And oh, they okay. end up meeting, they were kind of naked and have to travel across America. I believe they made it all the way into the, Deco- not the Dakotas, but like into this like through the southwest like colorado, arizona maybe, or... colorado i don't know i don't really know the states when all when, the way when, back when to california slash like west of the west coast of mexico this was in the um i'm gonna say the 1600s 
Oh wow, fifteen or sixteen hundreds. I can't remember. Because yeah. um, what what the um, the Spanish moved into New Mexico when in the fifteen hundreds. Yeah, think? yeah, yes, they did. I mean, we could be wrong there, but around that time, I'll so, look that up because I should know that my parents just used, used to live in New Mexico. So they they one of the guys ended up being like a translator uh there was a mm-hmm. there was a slave too and he ended up being they all ended up being medicine men and ended up oh, like cool. traveling around and speaking with the tr- one guy ended up picking up multiple languages and um they were all equal and then when they found the spaniards again they mm-hmm. ended up uh i mean the it was kind of sad like the brother was yeah, like, so right, fa- you're uh, a slave now," and it was terrible. New Spain and, was New Spain was founded in uh, 1563. Yeah, so this would have been like yeah, 50 like 1600s is when this yeah. went down. Yeah, land so strange. Read that book if you ever get a chance. It's fantastic, fantastic book. That but, sounds really cool. Like just even the distance they covered. Yeah, in the, which is not exactly easy terrain, or would be easy to train to traverse on foot now let alone in you know the 1600s yeah well the natives helped him out and one of the guys tried Mm -hmm. to he tried to figure out a way to he's like we're fucking everything up and we're being cruel and doing horrific Mm -hmm. things and there's a way that we can do this it'll be easy to be honest, this is a spoiler alert, most of these people died horrible deaths. I just want to throw <laughs> I want to throw that out. I feel there. like most people most people in that era did. <laughs> oh yeah. Unfortunately, especially like if you were in the uh like in the southwest like that. Yeah. And especially as an invader. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was all terrible. But yeah, they they were they were like for a while there, they were seen as medicine men for all these tribes. And they would heal mm-hmm. people, and that's how they kind of got along for a while. They were slaves for quite a quite a long time. <laughs> uh, but I, I yeah. remember one of the things I remember is they were uh, they would pick, they would travel when they were slaves. They would travel with uh, they got kind of all got kind of got split up, but they would all meet, and the natives were collecting prickly pears, uh, which oh, is yeah. a fruit of a cactus, and it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. They would all meet up, and then they would the coastal tribes would trade like shells, and the people from the interior would trade. Sh- Skins and stuff. So it was a real oh, big cool. trading post. And then when they became mm-hmm. medicine men and healers, they just they 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 just got to move freely from tribe to tribe, and they would heal people, and then they would get food, and they would just continue their quest. Well, Super so cool. interesting. I mean, I feel like a few of those people ended up. Uh, I think like two of them may, ended up making it back to Spain, uh-huh. but for the ones that stayed or tried to change the way that they were doing then you know they got backstabbed or the the slave ended up getting murdered by the natives because he kind of mm-hmm. got a little greedy towards the end he was leading an expedition <laughs> yeah. and was like i want all this shit son and <laughs> he got murdered so he got murked but it's a good book i would mm-hmm. highly recommend interesting read. it sounds cool I'm yeah i have to look it up you'd love it but yeah i back to the trip mm-hmm. it was fantastic 10 out of 10. Wall Street was cool. Harlem, I spent the whole day in Harlem. Oh, yeah. I nice. took a, um, I just wanted to go to the National Jazz Museum. Oh, check yeah. Check that out. And they're doing, uh, there was a, it's kind of a, I mean, it was okay. It was a Disney exhibit, but I mean, it was, I thought it was kind of lame because it was Disney. Oh, what was that? What was that movie, that Pixar movie that just yeah, came that's, out? Yeah, that's what, that's kind of what it was promoting. Uh, but, okay. I mean, it was, 
I I personally like that they're doing a movie on jazz to get mm-hmm. little kids. I've heard that it's good. I haven't I, seen it, but listen, I've heard it's very good. I'm not. I'm such a jazz head that I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna want. I, I, to be fair, I don't think I can call myself a, a jazz head. Like I enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. I can't read music, understand what they're doing when they're performing live. But as far as like really digging into the history of jazz, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm st- very ignorant. And I mean, I studied jazz in college and I, I, I wouldn't consider myself a jazz head, like being a jazz musician and like, it's, it's less a trade and more a lifestyle. Yeah. Honestly, it's like a lifestyle. It's a philosophy. It's everything, you know? Yeah. Another thing that's wild about being on the East Coast is when I was at the Harlem Haberdasher. Is shout out to them. Yeah, this, I shirt, got this yeah. dope shirt. Um, I was talking to the guys like, "Oh yeah, Gla- Robert Glasper comes in here. He just lives on such mm-hmm. and such street." And I was and I was like, "You fucking know Robert Glasper?" He's like, <laughs> "Yeah." And I was like, "Really?" Like. Where's like, can like tell me where he lives? No, <laughs> I didn't do that. that well, that's a, I feel like that's a New York thing because it uh, is a good friend of mine lived in New York for he moved here from Brooklyn and I, th- I forget, I think he said he lived there for like seven or 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it was my, one of my teachers in college, and it would be like every story he would tell, like uh, when <clears throat> somebody mentioned Reggie Watts. He tells a story. Oh yeah, I bought a pedal from a guy who bought a pedal, a looper pedal from Reggie Watts, or uh, like he he knew Eric Wareheim, oh, wow. uh, just because he was like he lived in the same neighborhood that he did in Brooklyn. And just all the like random shit that it's it's kind of cool, but New York just seems so intimidating a place. Oh no, you'd love it. Well, you would love it. There's so many artists there. Like you, you can. Yeah, that's probably true. I went to a multiple comedy shows. The comedy scene mm-hmm. is pretty tight in New York. I will say this: some of the comedians they think that they're like raunchy and offensive, and I'm like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you're still kind of scared. You're still playing scared. <laughs> you're still playing a little scared. Like in, 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 like uh, maybe that's just because I have a real dark, morbid sense of humor. But they're like, yeah, defend you. Maybe like, I'm, that's I say wild. Just like bitch, that nothing you have said. I hate. I has hate it when people do that. Wild. They try to be edgy like that. You know. Well, no, it, I love it when people try to be edgy. But if you're gonna say you're edgy, fucking be edgy. Like really right, thread yeah. the what maybe says. But that's what I like. And I, the the mm-hmm. the world that we're in right now is it's not really geared toward that. Yeah, but the the thing that being a fan of comedy in my opinion mm-hmm. the place that an unfunny joke and maybe a rude joke comes from is the same exact place that a really funny joke comes from at all it's it's an attempt to be funny and sometimes you're gonna land on your ass i could mm-hmm. never be a stand-up comedian because i'm just oh god no that's, just, that's awful i'm just not that funny not at all but <clears throat> I, think I mean, a- I think I like. I think I'm a decently. I can be funny, but I wouldn't say that I'm like comedian funny. I feel like being a stand-up comic, you have to like have a really good sense of humor, but you also have to be really quick on your feet and like I be really too. good at like working yeah. a crowd. Yeah, my biggest fear would be if someone heckled me. Like I wouldn't know what to say. I oh feel yeah, like I'd get angry. 
or be like, <laughs> I worked so hard on this set. How fucking dare you? Like what was, <laughs> there, see, there was a, a, a video I saw. I think it was Bo Burnham that somebody like heckled him. Like he was going to play a song uh, and somebody yelled like, they didn't want him to play that song and he just like went off on them like oh yeah go yell at go yell at a 19 year old kid's dream you know i feel like i feel like that would be roasting people when they just like when they heckle you would probably be the only part of being a stand-up comic i could actually be decent at i think that'd be the worst part for me uh oh really i just don't know like because i just you you get so thrown, I'd get so thrown off my groove that I don't know what I would say. I'd be worried about what I was going to say would mm-hmm. not be funny. What I think the secret is, is taking a deep breath. And <clears throat> I mean, if you're on stage in front of a bunch of people and people are, you know, just staring at you, obviously you're mm-hmm. going to remain calm and then you can take a breath and realize that you're in control. And then I think if you took a, uh, a second you could probably think of something to really get at him but I feel like I would, mm-hmm. where I am right now I'd panic and be like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit I mean I've been like I've I've well I've never done comedy and I've never done like acting or anything but I've I mean I've performed music on stage a bunch of times um, on my own and in groups and everything and it's it is weird like I assume something similar probably happens for comedians because like whenever I perform, like I don't like being the center of attention a whole lot. I'm not like uncomfortable with it, but it's not something I prefer. But when I'm on stage, it's a totally different experience because I just like zone out completely and just totally focus on the music and everything Mm -hmm. and don't even realize that, or don't even like realize that people are watching me. Uh, unless something goes wrong and then I interact with people and just chat with them or something. But I feel like being a comedian, it's like you're kind of automatically like in an adversarial relationship with your audience. Mm. Yeah, you, you are. Well, they're taking you on a journey, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're going on a journey. So while I was on vacation, what the fuck did you get into? Huh? Uh, my dog might be pregnant, Which so that's one? been stressful. Uh, the the <laughs> Starbuck, my eight year old female, she uh, when she was in heat about six weeks ago, <laughs> and uh, I was working and I had blocked off all the doors, but the door the room that I was in, and they got into one of the rooms, and I had to like I had. Could I heard them and I went and found them and I had to literally rip one of them out of the other. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> so that's been a whole of, thing. What kind of dog was it? Uh, standard poodle. No, 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 no. So. That was that was uh, making sweet, sweet love to your dog. Oh, and my other dog. <laughs> so you're gonna have you're gonna probably have purebred poodles. Potentially, oh, I don't really not know. Necessarily a bad thing. No, no, we'll see how it goes, but uh, that happened. Uh, I had a head cold. Uh, I recorded a couple concerts, you know, super exciting times. Uh, I got a new video game. I started playing um, Crusader Kings 3, which is really fucking cool. Uh, I feel like if you played a video game, you would love it because it's um, 
it's a strategy game and it's a historical one. So it's set between like uh, the year 900 and I think it goes through the year like 13 something, 1400 maybe. And you play as it's this like hyper historically accurate uh, like kingdom manager basically Mm -hmm. that you can pick any any monarch from like a king or an emperor all the way down to like the duke of a county um and play like where you have to manage relationships and like have children build dynasties like arrange marriages go to war and it's all like historically accurate and exciting uh it's pretty cool highly recommended oh that sounds awesome man you had a head cold you what, yeah. what happened to the ears? Ears? Oh, they're on my desk. I haven't put them back. I have. I've had like. So when I do these, I so in my day job, I, um, I'm a freelance photographer and audio engineer, and so I recorded a concert for um, the university's wind symphony, mm-hmm. and. I also, I had two gigs in two days doing the same thing. And like when I do these gigs, it's like I have to break down my entire studio and take it with me. Mm. And it's ridiculously exhausting to do like mentally and physically, honestly, too. Because when I do them at the university's big concert hall, um, it's a fucking massive building. And I have to like run back and forth and up and down the stairs, putting everything together and uh, so it takes a hell of a lot out of me. So like, I really didn't do too much, honestly, other than, you know, work on those projects and, and then play Crusader Kings and, you know, try to find out if my dog is pregnant. <laughs> so it's super varied and exciting times here in the, in the, uh, Thompson household. It's crazy. <clears throat> well, hold on. I got to do a quick ad read real quick. Oh, ad read. Yeah. So. We are brought to you by Luke Oil, Russians, Russia's largest <laughs> oil company. Always moving forward to meet new challenges. It is a responsible operation, and our headquarters are in Moscow. Please go type in code RICK, that's R-I-K, to get 10% off your, per- your stock is- purchases. That's Luke Oil. And listen, as I say, is this like back in the day when we used to do ad reads for Bang Energy? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't. Listen, there's something that we need to talk about. Um, Okay. It's a business we're trying to run here. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, they approached me. A lot of people have been, a lot of uh, their websites have been banned. And they're like, you're a fucking massive show. And we need you to do an ad read. And I want everyone to know that I'm going to donate some of this money to charity that we've gotten from Luke Mm -hmm. Oil, Code Rick, 10% (laughs) off for oil futures. Is this this only, is this, oh, futures or crude oil? Yeah, it's crude oil. It's like, listen, who need, we all need oil. We're all feeling the, you know, we're all feeling the, 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 the squeeze at the pump and this is you know i'm going to i'm going to donate this money to the canadian truckers uh, 
<laughs> what about the American? You don't want to support the American Freedom Convoy or whatever I do. they were called? And, uh, I do, but I, I don't know. We haven't frozen anybody's bank accounts, so that's so fucked oh, yeah. up, dude. They didn't do it. Did you? Um, so I, I've sent you videos from the YouTube channel, Channel Five, with Andrew <laughs> Callahan. Um, it he did he did an, uh, a whole hour long like documentary basically where he they drove in their rv and met up with this the freedom convoy i think in in oklahoma somewhere mm-hmm. and drove with them all the way to dc oh, they didn't even do anything they got to dc and they drove around the beltway nice. that was it well I've, <laughs> <coughs> I've, no hello covid um my my issue with and I don't know a lot about it, so I probably shouldn't be talking mm-hmm. about it. But like my understanding of the situation is that in Canada they just froze people's bank accounts for yeah, d- that's fucked up. Like th- that's insane. They seized uh, bank accounts. They they enacted some. It's ba- it basically what happened is exactly or very similar to what happened in the United States after nine eleven. Yeah, the, they had a little patriot. They invoked some. Yeah, some some like emergency parliamentary law or privileges that the prime minister has that he, they were able to freeze like bank accounts. They seized crypto accounts because uh, that's how they were getting all of their funding was mostly through Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah, like how come we all need to freak out about that? Well, it's in Canada, yeah. but like like it doesn't matter but which still, side. Like, it doesn't matter which side you're on or whatever. Whether Canada, you agree. if Canada is turning heel, like we're kind of fucked. Yeah, that's f- well. I mean, we're. Uh, I mean, I mean, Canada we, we have to be the we one have, that it's we, just like you know whatever. But we have, a, we have a. I mean, to be honest, I think one of the things in my in my opinion, my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. I think if you start railing against maybe the mainstream or whatever narrative people want you to think is mm-hmm. moving us forward, whatever, you start making noise, you will very quickly find out how little of freedom one actually has. They yeah. should not be – like. Th- like I hope that Canada is fucking outraged, and I hope it's not just like – the the whatever the the right it should be the right center left like like if you if Everybody you if be just because you don't agree with them like the fact that the government fucking seized money from you because you were peacefully protesting mm-hmm. that's crazy that's terrifying it's terrifying yes like fuck yeah. that's so nuts like Whew, man, what what a wild, wild, wild world! Like that's, and I also I also don't appreciate. Now we're we're we're, on, we're on this podcast is off the rails right now. I also I don't appreciate. <laughs> I also don't appreciate. Uh, I also don't appreciate um, the shutting down of RT News. I don't like that we're not talking mm-hmm. to Russia. I feel like in this like time, no, yeah, we need a fucking statesman, not an ideologue. Like we need someone that's like. Hey, what you're doing's bad, and let's talk about it. Like uh, that's one of the things I I liked about Obama is like I'm not going to if we have problems with someone I'm not going to be like we're not talking to you. Fuck you. Nope. Mm-mm. Not right, until you yeah. come to the table. Not until you do what I want. No, we gotta we gotta talk. Yeah. We got nukes involved. I think this <laughs> this this whole bullshit with with Russia and with Ukraine. 
more so than any situation, at least that in my adult lifetime, now Kosovo was a little different. Um, it was kind of similar to this, uh, except we were the aggressors or NATO was, um, this is just laid bare. The fact that NATO is just a weapons selling organization there. It, it's like, it's painfully obvious that even if Ukraine would get into NATO, it's like, do you not think that there are tiered, you know, tiered memberships to NATO? Like if, you know, Germany or Poland is attacked, do you really think that mm-hmm. would be that they would get the same response as if like Lithuania was attacked or if Finland joined, if Finland was attacked? Yeah. You know, they're not going to roll out every, they're not going to throw the kitchen sink to defend Estonia. So, you know, they don't they don't will, care. They just want to sell weapons. Will you look up and see if we shut down RT America? I may have uh, spread propaganda, and I hope I didn't. <laughs> I need to be very uh, careful here. Is, uh, yeah, RT America ceased productions and laid off most of its staff a week ago. So yeah, I'm okay, okay. I wasn't yes. wrong. That's like super... I And I don't know if that was... Uh, it was. This, it's a Russian state-owned. No, like, it is. Like, it is, and I'm not. I don't know if it's directly state-owned or through through shell companies, but it's it's no. Russian it's media, it's state it's state it's Russian state media. Like I'm pretty positive mm-hmm. of that. Um, my issue is, I I was reading reading a lot of RT news and watching their YouTube channel and mm-hmm. uh, other Russian things because I wanted to get the other perspective instead of just the. Mm-hmm. Western one. Like I, I think right. like legitimately, and we've said this on the the Benjamin Crollo podcast, mm-hmm. what he's doing is fucking wrong, but there's also a reason he's doing it. And yeah, I yeah. need to know like what their people are saying. Like, I don't like, I'm, I don't fucking trust the government. You've listened to the mm-hmm. show enough. You know that so I don't <laughs> yeah. trust yeah. and I don't trust our media sources. So I figure if I can, see what the their propaganda is saying and what our propaganda is saying. And obviously you and I both know the histories very, very well of mm-hmm. that, that you know more so than I do, but I'm, I've, I would say I'm more educated than the, than the average person on history and Eastern mm-hmm. European history and Soviet history that we could finally mm-hmm. get a narrative. But when we're shutting shit down, that is access to information that I would like to look at, that's a problem. That's not good. Yeah. That's not how you don't no. get anywhere when you're just like, no, we're, we're pulling off of all of our social media. We're pulling like, yeah. I just think that that like that type of behavior that like we just, we're just very, very quick, like very, very quickly. Just like we want to just cut people out. It kind of reminds me of that, like a episode of black mirror. I feel like we're heading there. Yeah. It's, I think it's called, oh, I White- mean, we've, we are there. We've been there for, <laughs> White Christmas. It's the episode called White Christmas. Yeah. You've seen that one. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's where we're at now. But instead of it being like, it's like our government's like, no, you cannot read that anymore. It'll Mm -hmm. hurt your brain. It's like, bitch, don't fucking tell me. I mean, I think that's, that's the difference between like, say sci-fi media uh, and classical sci-fi media versus like modern day, unfortunate reality is that in sci-fi for the most part, at least, you know, everything was like everybody thought it would be the state doing everything. And I mean, it is the state doing everything, but it's the state doing everything through corporate corporations and business. And I mean, like 
it, like, <clears throat> well, like RT America or RT News is just Russian state media propaganda. It's no less state propaganda than ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News, MSNBC. All of the big news channels here are, especially when it comes to foreign policy and anything that has to do with America having an adversarial relationship with someone, especially Russia, because they've like <clears throat> Russia's a non issue. Russia's not a threat to us. Russia was never a threat to us during the Soviet Union. They were a threat to Europe and to Asia, but nothing was going to happen well, here. Uh, that's not that's not true because I mean it was mostly were, posturing. They were, well, they were they were trying to move ballistic nuclear weapons into Cuba. So right, but how much of that had to do with like trade and economic? I mean, most of most of the Cold War had to do with economics. It had very little to do with the military. The military was just like oh, but, a well, chess yes, one hundred percent. But I'm saying like they wanted to threaten us and like. Mm-hmm. They, I just, I, I think no, no, not necessarily a threat, but no actual like actionable legitimate well, threat. I yes, no, you can't say that because nuke like we almost went to nuclear war with them during the Cuban True. missile crisis. So there was definitely a fucking threat of total annihilation. Sure. So you can't say that there wasn't at least at, at this time. At then, this point know. in time, I mean, there's definitely still a threat of nuclear weapons. Like there's but, a, I but, mean, there's a threat of nuclear war, but. This time, at least, a whole hell of a lot more people have nukes than just us and the Russians. Oh, you know, that's a good point. I think, yeah, in the sixties, it was probably just predominantly us. It I was mostly. I mean, the I think UK up until probably had some, but they weren't. Yeah, you know, they're they're not. If if you really it was look, very, it was very very few and very. I think a few other countries. I'm not sure exactly how many, but a few other countries, and they didn't have nearly the amount. It's that either of us did it's, close to it. it's rather interesting to think about right um the fact that we america still very much is a superpower and that mm-hmm. so many other countries and i think this is almost i don't know if it's a good thing i'm gonna say it's a good thing i like american hegemony because i'm american it's like oh it's probably gonna yeah, work out for yeah me, right you live in the uh, imperial yeah, court yeah, 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 like so, it. So, <laughs> hey! um but it's interesting because England learned during the Eisenhower administration when they mm-hmm. did their shady shit with France and uh, against Egypt. It was France, mm-hmm. Israel, and the United Kingdom, and it was it had to do with the. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna say it. Oh, please, Jesus! The Suez Canal, and they wanted yeah, no, that. No, that's exactly and they what it was. Seized yeah. it, and Eisenhower was like, "I will fucking sell." All of the all of the British bonds that I'm holding and cause your economy to tank if you don't mm-hmm. fuck off. And ever yeah. since then, it's like okay, so we can't really explore our own agenda politically. Mm-hmm. We can't geo, on geopolitics. We're always aligned with the United States because they have kind of a trump card over us. Yeah, and it's oh, yeah. been that way. It still is. Like we are just the big dogs and. I think it's that way, but it's coming to an end. I we are on, I don't we're on know, the backside. I don't know. I don't know that it is, and I don't know that it is in our lifetime. I, I I'm not qualified. I think enough it to might speak be on that. I, I think it might be sooner than you think, because I like these are all me. things. It's like the economy, as it is now, is teetering on the edge of like very bad stuff and 
everything that's happening now happened, seems like it happened very suddenly because of COVID, but all of this stuff was like setting up for this, like building this house of cards since the eighties. And it was just going to take one thing to knock it down. And it just happened to be COVID. Um, What are you, what are you referring to knock what down? Well, the house of cards, you know, like we had, you know, let's everything in the United States and now the world economy is based on the, what do they call it? The just in time, uh, Delivery. what supply chain model yeah, yeah, yeah. where you only have a couple weeks, a few weeks worth of stock of whatever you have on hand, because the idea is to maximize profit over stability. Mm-hmm. Um, that affects everything from food to supplies to weapons to ammunition for our military. Um, I mean, like, look, just basing everything off of hyper hyper capitalism for the past 40 years has put us in this situation where we are like the, uh, where our economy essentially by design exists on a razor's edge because you can maximize profit over you know back stocks and being able to weather a storm and keep going it's it's not a zero growth economy it's a maximal growth economy which is inherently unstable just as much as a collapsing economy is um you know and to to speak to your statement about you know i i think we might be closer to the backside or the end of the american american homogeny or hegemony, whatever the word is hegemony Um, hegemony thank you uh today the the saudis just announced that they are very seriously considering taking yuan from china when they buy oil or when the uh, Chinese buy oil from the Saudis over the dollar. And if that happens, which given the, you know, rapidly accelerating rate of inflation, uh, that's, that's kind of the first domino to fall. Saying to make the yuan the, the Chinese yuan. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to call it the Chinese dollar because I feel like we're pronouncing the name wrong. I believe it's yuan because yuan. the Japanese currency is the yen. Okay, and there's I believe it's y e yuan. The yuan. Yeah. So we're gonna. I'm gonna still call it the the Chinese dollar. Uh, That's fair. So the, the they're they're. I don't I don't know if that would necessarily make the Chinese dollar the world's reserve currency because if no, we, and that's if not we lose that's not that, what I'm saying. If we lose that, we're kind of fucked. But the no, the Chinese I'm not dollar, saying that the, the yuan would co- become the. Um, the the reserve currency of the world what i'm saying is that's the first like the number one most important resource in the world or one of them suddenly not being used to having the american dollar being used as a reserve currency is the first thing to happen that could and very might accelerate a trend of people changing to either other currencies or just having a a transition time where stuff is mostly done locally until the next big currency is. Do you know why that is is gone? Uh, They said that it is um, I'll have to find the article and send it to you, but it's for if China is selling Chinese shale oil to Saudi Arabia or Saudi Arabia is selling their oil to China. They are, talking about taking Chinese currency in both transactions versus doing everything in the dollar because the Chinese dollar is 
much more stable now compared to the American dollar because of the like huge swings in in uh, value and the last like six months of inflation it's been going through. Interesting. I did not like we've been. What is what is inflation like was? 6%. I think last month was like no, it was like eight. No way. It's like six. Yeah. Points. It's like six. No, last month okay, it was like it month over month. It was eight percent. Pull it up. Pull it up, Joni. Let's see. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. I follow this stuff quite often. God, I hope you're wrong, dude. I just have to find it. No, unfortunately, I'm not. So uh, inflation, March 10th, year over year, March inflation, 12 months, 7.9%. Fuck. The highest rate of inflation since 1982. Jesus Christ. February was seven and a half. January was seven. Uh, December was seven. It's 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 been teetering between like high sixes to now low eight. Wow! Uh, for the past six months, that's why ga- gas has gone up so much. Which why is, is crypto horseshit? Because going gas is the the lowest the, the the price of gas. I think the is the dollar a barrel is cheaper now than it was six months Dog, ago. We're fucked. They're not gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna. The demand no. is up. Yeah, I don't know. What's we're probably just getting. Does that mean that uh, fracking's back on in the the Dakotas? I hope not. Oh baby, um, let's go. Let's oh, no. go, dude. Let's <sighs> no. drill in the Arctic. Yes. Oh. Let's open up the Keystone I mean, Pipeline, point, like, son. What? We're almost we're at the on the edge, if not have already started feedback cycles for global warming. Dude, so fuck it. Might as well go out in literal dude, let's flames. Go out in a blaze of glory, dude. <laughs> a literal blazing glory. Dude, I <laughs> Let's get biblical, son. Let's bring. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well burn it down while we can, <laughs> dude. I've, I honestly though, I have been just leaving my car on like at night, just, just to, <laughs> just to end it all. You know, just to, you know, I'm doing just my, to take the shot. Hopefully, it well, wafts in. From I do. The garage. I'm doing. I'm doing my fair share. You know, to <laughs> to help. I wish Kyle. Kyle was on. What are you oh, doing? God. You fuck. What are you talking about? <laughs> I leave my water running no, all is, the time. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. It's ama- it is amazing, like how inflation has been so heavy the last few months that it's like, fi- like gas prices at least here in Oregon. I haven't noticed it. It's actually right now it's cheaper. Gas is cheaper than it was about eight months ago. Been, but it's since since the gas prices rebounded from the pandemic, it's been a, like plus or minus ten cents from like four sixty something. I've I've just kind of been siphoning gas. That's how I've been getting it so far. <laughs> it's efficient. It's, well, it you is. Know? And I, I it's won't. a fun game. You know, are you going to drink gasoline or not? Well, no. I've got you the. Know? Let's call it a rabbit pump. You just go pull up. Oh, you just, got yeah. the. Oh, you got yeah, the real well, thing. Gotta, okay, we have to siphon gas now. When guys' prices reach a certain like level, we just start siphoning gas. I, I haven't paid. For I wonder gas if the. I wonder months. if uh, if the sales <laughs> of those pumps have gone up since <laughs> since inflation has be, started. Dude, I would be so pissed <laughs> if someone stole my gas. Oh, oh my man. God. Oh, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened. It's got to be would happening. Really piss me off so much. Yeah. Jesus, God damn that it. would suck. That would. That would be the worst. No, it's uh. Who fucking knows, dude? Like this. This Russia Ukraine stuff, I think, is is getting uglier by the day. Like oh. Russia's essentially just bombing hospitals now. 
Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they bombed a hospital on uh, when was it a Monday? I think. Yeah. Uh, dude, you're. But here's the thing, man. I when you talk about this stuff, I just mm-hmm. look at it completely different. Like I don't look at it in the same sense that I'll say this: war is stupid. It's pointless, mm-hmm. and I don't. It's 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 stupid. It should be outlawed. It's dumb. But if we're gonna mm-hmm. do it. If we're going to do war, if we're going to do war, which we shouldn't, and I I cannot reiterate this enough, should not fucking do it. But if we're going to do it, total war. That's how I would wage it. I would would wage it total war. I would take the same ideas as Curtis LeMay and Sherman. And it's like everyone is the enemy. And I'm going to make it as brutal as humanly possible so I can hopefully shorten the duration of the war to save life. that dude that's what we did i mean in world war ii horrible we firebombed no, cities bro yeah. like we i don't we do not have any uh, yeah i mean we flattened germany ground. and japan we don't have any moral high ground to talk about how war is waged oh yeah and if you're a general and it's like all right i want to save as many of my troops as possible then i'm gonna go total war and i'm leveling cities bringing in the troop like you know, I just, I, I don't know. I it's mean, like everyone, you're not wrong considering the United States was, you know, carpet bombing, perpetrating war crimes as early as 15 years ago. It's, I know, you know, dude. It's just stupid. It's we shouldn't do it. Should be illegal. But if we're gonna do it, it's like I'm not. I it's 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 awful. It's terrible. But I, I'm I kind of I look at it at 10,000 foot view, very cold and calculated. It's like I, mm-hmm. I think I caught some news story about an airstrike near Poland, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh my god, and I was like. Why? Yeah, let's, I saw that. Let's it was a military a, let's, installation, let's, though. Doesn't even matter what it was. Let's take a step back. How the fuck do you think Ukraine is being supplied by the West? Yeah. Probably through yeah, border really. states, right? And if yeah. I'm a Russian general, <laughs> if I'm a Russian general, I yeah. don't want those new weapons and new recruits from the West or whatever these volunteer guys. I don't want them getting mm-hmm. to the front. I'm going to try and stop the supply line. At its source, I'm going to try and disrupt. It was like that. when, uh, well, it, it's like what was that last week when the whole the big brouhaha was that uh, Poland wanted to give they wanted what is it they wanted to trade something like ten or twenty MiG fighter jets that they had they wanted to sell them to NATO and buy American F whatever the current class of fighter jet is like an F35 um, or something yeah an F That's yeah like F35s yeah Did we do and it? sell them and then give the migs to Ukraine so that Ukraine could use them <clears throat> and it was just like do you not think that Russia's not going to know that the migs came from Poland cuz the whole world knows yeah you know just, yeah yeah it's so in in like as awful as you know your mindset about total war is you're not wrong no and also like the whole thing where people are just like you know it's awful that russia bombed a hospital and has been bombing evacuation routes that's really shitty but does this surprise anybody yes it's the russians it's yeah (laughs) dude it doesn't it doesn't we would do the same shit we have done the same we did the same shit in afghanistan yeah i don't know if we did in afghanistan i don't know how many weddings have we have how many weddings have we droned i'm sure i'm sure yeah mistakes are made like wars it's stupid it we shouldn't have it it is a it's it's Mm -hmm. pointless it's dumb everyone goes to a meat grinder and it's going to turn into meat grinder (laughs) so i just i get so fucking and god damn it you got me why you got me (laughs) 
wound up now. But I get so frustrated when people are like, I just can't. Dude, pick up a fucking book right now and read about what, how war is waged and how nasty and vile Mm -hmm. and awful it is. Because, like, if your first introductory to peer to peer conflict is this fucking conflict right now, I have nothing to say to you. You're an idiot. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Think about the Kokoda Trail, the Kokoda Trail, and the Australians were fighting the Japanese and jungle. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. Absolutely. You don't even have to go that far. Think about NATO, NATO and Kosovo against the Russians. I don't know. That was brief but intense. I don't know as much about that and i i mean i probably I mean, it was, should look I don't, into it i need to know exactly what it is but i know it was an instance that i believe i'm fairly certain i know for a fact nato was the aggressor but i believe the instance was that nato shot down a russian fighter jet uh or threatened Ooh. no i think they actually did and then it like it, it was in 99 real quick yeah yeah and it was like this close to nato going to war with russia oh, i didn't know but i mean nato's whole existence has been to antagonize russia and prevent russia from expanding or even honestly even existing again let me reiterate this to the audience we are not for this at all period. no it's what russia invading a sovereign nation fuck is russia, terrible fuck but, putin yeah yeah but fuck nato too yeah. but and also like, yeah and and fuck Connolly's rise saying oh yeah anytime a, a nation invades a sovereign and one nation invades a sovereign nation that is a violent bitch what did we do to iraq what happened to kuwait (laughs) iraq kuwait afghanistan vietnam well listen i'll give i'll I'll, uh we should never i'll I'll accept i'll accept afghanistan 9-11 why right 9-11 yeah, but we, were, the, not, we should have been invading Saudi Arabia. There were no Afghans involved in 9-11. Dude, you're so fucking crazy, dude. It, it's been, Am it, I it's wrong? Bin Laden Saudi Arabian, isn't he? Yes. Oh, He's fuck. a member of the Bin Laden family. The Bin Laden family is, <laughs> they're is rich like from oil one money. of... Uh, no, they're rich from construction. The oh, Bin Laden shit. group is one of the biggest construction oh, firms in the world. He's a trust fund kid who got bored and decided to start be a CIA agent so crazy. during the Mujahideen oh, War. I know. Oh, don't, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. We are not going to go down <laughs> the, it. No. This episode of the Rick's Mind podcast is dedicated to the brave fighters of the Mujahideen. <laughs> we paid to fight the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh shit! <laughs> it's like when we're giving we gave weapons to the Mujahideen. How'd that turn out? Yeah, we're man. giving weapons to the Nazis in in Ukraine. I know, dude. I wonder how that's going to turn out in twenty years. God, dude, it's so it's so fucked. <laughs> it's so fucked. <laughs> it's all so fucked, man. There's so much going on. People are so stupid. I'm not saying I'm the smartest I, tool in the shed, but no, no, like, but it's. It's hard to, like, I will cut Americans some slack. This bit is that the way that Americans complain about Russians, like, oh, fuck Russians. They're not protesting Putin. They're not protesting this war. There are people protesting in Russia, except they're getting immediately thrown into prison. Yeah. And the rest of them are either protecting themselves or they have no idea because... Russian state media just is all propaganda. The same fucking thing is happening in the United States. Go we to, may not get thrown in prison for protesting, but this the media is all state media. Go to go to YouTube and type in mm-hmm. I think it's 1420. It is a 
it's a Russian channel with English mm-hmm. subtitles, but it's just <coughs> it's just a YouTube channel. And the guy just interviews Russian people off the street and asks some questions about what's going oh, on in cool. the Ukraine and how they what are their yeah. thoughts. And most people are like, "This is fuck." Some people get really scared, and some people mm-hmm. there's a few people that are because like, they know it's like, "Please don't tell anybody that I'm a, on this because I'll get arrested." There's a few people that are awesome. Like mm-hmm. they're they're like our age, maybe a little younger, and they're hilarious. Like you, they're being so sarcastic, and I can't I can't think of the interview. But one guy's like, basically, he's like. I'm a hundred percent with Putin. This war is completely justified. One hundred percent. Putin is infallible. Putin. <laughs> he's like he's infallible. He's a great leader. He is the and like his girlfriend's just shaking her head and like kind of giggling. She's like, like oh. he's he, but he's you know he's doing it in a way that's like yeah. That's fuck the this that's guy. the Russian version. Yeah. That's the Russian version of the MAGA guy dating an alt, like an alt girl who is not into Trump. No no he no no he's not no he's not he's being sarcastic. Sarcastic, like he's he's oh, okay. making okay. a joke. He's like, no, I yeah. don't. It's just like you know, the war is totally justified. Like this is the this is the most glorious thing of all time. He he gets so ridiculous, but to not get in trouble, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, some of the most interesting stuff I've seen in the last couple of weeks has been uh, in uh, China interviews, just like on the street, same kind of style of interviews with average Chinese people about what's going on. And it's, it's funny because it's very similar to how you would see it shake out with, they were interviews with the Amer- with Americans. Yeah. Cause it's like the only ones who are just like, yo, this is great. Fuck Ukraine. Putin's fine. It's all boomers that are so into it or the older people, but most of the kids, it's kind of like, I don't know, 70, 30 against four. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which is, it's interesting to see because it's like, that's got to be, they've got to be in the same kind of mindset that like, say like the United States was in like the 1930s, where it was like, they're right on the cusp of being the power country in the world by mm-hmm. a, a large margin. Do you, um, do you, I'm sorry to. Um, I'm, no, really, no, I'm no. not going to, I'm not really sorry to interrupt you. Otherwise I wouldn't have done it. Um, <laughs> do you own, you own your own it? dude? Yeah. Do you know, I, I, I get, I stop paying attention to the mm-hmm. Russia, Ukraine. I just kind of look at headlines now, like the pop up yeah. or whatever. I didn't, I, you know, we, I went a little bit too far with it um, in the early days and now I'm mm-hmm. bored. But what I'm curious about is that I read a headline and I just didn't want to I didn't want to go down that road and get all involved again, but it it said that mm-hmm. Russia asked China for military aid. Mhm. Yeah. Is that they did. that how, was confirmed how, last week, 5 days ago? How do we know that they was this is this intelligence and did they I ask think some for intelligence support? and I think I think some intelligence I don't know exactly what they asked for. I know they said everything I've seen has been military support, but I know that people have found Chinese MREs in in Ukraine. Oh, inter- really? Yeah. So, so, they, but, so they're just sending. Well, I mean, do they not have enough food to feed? I'm very like, do they not? Have I enough honestly, food to feed I think their, like their troops or what's. I'm really curious about this. I think it's pro. It's probably. I mean, like 
Russia is an oligarchy, just like the United States is an oligarchy, except that the wealth is. Don't roll your eyes at me. I'm going to roll. The, my, I'm not, I not. I refuse I to. I, I did roll my eyes. Was even like, though, oh, okay, even John. though both are oligarchies, right? Russia is still a much more extreme version because it is what Putin and then probably like less than a hundred other people that have probably an overwhelming percentage of the amount of wealth in that country. They're not able to. They, they're siphoning money off the state. They're not even funding their military to to supply them. I mean, to my knowledge, Putin definitely upgraded his armed forces uh, with mm-hmm. the body armor and several other things. Uh, I, I used to know a lot more than I do now, but I'm just I'm very curious as to what kind of aid the Chinese are because I don't think they want to force their. I don't think they want to play their hand yet. I think they're, yeah. they're kind of, I mean, I think they're definitely like pro Russia, like, let's go. But oh, yeah. um, if they're, so they're finding Chinese MREs, but I, I wonder if they would actually send military support. Like, I, I, I think that, it would have to get that desperate. That would be super interesting. It'd be very embarrassing. That would, I, if China, if China Putin. directly gets, gets involved, it is the same as if NATO gets directly involved. It's like it's fucking on. The world's over. No, you know, uh, do you like th- I don't World know. Three No, I don't think we could. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think know. that would be that would be uncharacteristically stupid from China. I, d- to yeah, do I just that. don't think they would. They're do playing that. Russia the way the United States. China and Russia are playing the same playbook that the United States has done for like the last fifty to sixty years, it where it's just puppet good. puppet states and. You know uh, what do they call those proxy wars? It would, yeah, you know? it would be uh, asymmetrical warfare. Is basically what's yeah. What they, what's I mean, going on. this is kind of kind of Russia is kind of a puppet state for China, or like on the doorstep it, yeah, of the being. Re- the relationship has flipped because it used to be the USSR was the mm-hmm. dominant one, and China was subservient, and then the the, the Maoists were like, "You're not communist enough, you bitch." Yeah, and they separ- right. separated. But I'm <laughs> you I'm, didn't murder as many people as we did. <laughs> I just I'm I'm very curious about that development, and I, I don't want to get because here's the I look into things and then I mm-hmm. I get I get fucking jazzed about it like I'm like what is going on <laughs> I get excited and then I'll start uh, spinning up wild stories and I'll just I'll be on the internet for days and I won't work I'm mm-hmm. just like that's all I'll focus on so I I love when Ukraine happened you were just like I'm so in this dude yeah I did I went too far <laughs> I went to, I we yeah, talked yeah. on the phone constantly yeah and every I was yeah. we were sending each other news stuff we we're pulling stories from all China I was pulling News stories from China, Japan, Ukraine, East uh, Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Think, thanks for that tip, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Hungry, all sorts of just reading shit and watching mm-hmm. videos. And I mean, that's genuinely the only re- the only way you can figure out what's yeah, going on yeah, because really. yeah. the, all all of the media here is mm-hmm. just. It's just it's State so Department mouthpiece. It's so bad. Yeah, for both. And it's sides. so painfully it's, obvious. It's very, but it's very sad. Those Eastern Bloc countries are like, they're like, yeah. how about everyone calm the fuck down? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, like, I think yeah, that's Hungary's the thing is prime like, minister is like, we don't even want to think about them violate. Why no. are you saying that? Like, why are you? Why like are you that, saying that? You sent that? me that video of yeah, it who intent. it was his. The prime minister, the of prime Hungary. minister, yeah. yeah, just basically being like, no, we don't want NATO weapons in Hungary. Well, we can take care of ourselves. Yeah. We don't want this. You know, we don't want to be the next one to go down. Yeah, that's they kept saying. You know? Why, 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 why is everyone trying to escalate this? Like, th- we need to get peace. He's like, we all need to talk. Let's hear the Russians yeah. out. He's like, you, yeah. he's like, you guys 
out west didn't fucking go through what we went through. So, like, when you talk about Soviet aggression, like, it's fun for you. But it's we like, lived we Soviet aggression. Li- it was <laughs> you didn't shitty. Read about it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It was real. I mean, that's shitty. the thing is like all all of the countries in Eastern Europe, Poland, Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, everyone, they have all got to like the le- maybe the people are one thing, but the leaders of those countries, there is no way in hell. And it, and if they believe this, then they're just fucking pie in the sky. They cannot believe that NATO would like fully mobilize to stop an invasion of Estonia or Hungary yeah. or Romania yeah. or even Poland. Like yeah. they don't care when it get if Germany gets invaded, it's on. You know, maybe Austria or or maybe Finland or Sweden. You know, even though I don't think is Sweden a part of NATO. I don't think no, so. No, they're not. No, okay, good for them. Uh, you know, if if one of like the NATO countries gets invaded or attacked, it's on. then it's it's full warfare. Mm-hmm. But they they are if they are not going to do anything more than like kind of like basic obligatory. You know, okay, we'll send ten thousand troops over there and maybe help you guys out or help you organize. But they're not they're not going to mobilize NATO to stop an invasion of Lithuania. No, they don't give a shit about Lithuania. They never gave no. a shit about Lithuania. No. I, I'm not. I'll harken back to. I think that this is probably the most profound thing that Ben Carroll has ever said, and I I just I loved I, I love it. We have to make peace profitable. Mm-hmm. We have to like we we. We cannot continue to fucking kill each other. Like, that's not the way. War is read Eagle against the sun, and you'll understand how just how awful war is. Read war it. should be the absolute, absolute last resort no, it between life even, and death. It, it should not even be on the table. And it's easy. And, you know, yeah. there's, a, there's a part of me that's that I, I want to, you know, express this. It's very hypocritical because, like, I think war is awesome because I've been conditioned since I was a little kid to yeah. think it's fucking badass. And I know that if something yeah, popped yeah. off like this, I'd be like, well, I'm gonna go experience this. And I would and I knew I know that I would hate it. But I no, would, yeah. would want to do it, right? Like I feel very obligated. I've definitely that it's definitely been brainwashed into me and it's still oh, yeah. and I'm very fascinated by it. I lo- I'm a, a man of extremes, but just reading these accounts. So that's, I'm a hypocrite when I say yeah, mil- this. Military history is fascinating. It is. It's super fascinating. I love it, but it's awful and we should make it illegal. <laughs> yeah. And I want to just keep reiterating that. Uh, it's, it's horrible. We shouldn't do this. It's no, it's, it's a zero. So it's a, everyone no one wins. think about like no one's yeah, going to win. Think about how much intellectual capital we lost in World War One, when millions of people, did, artists, poets, uh, mm-hmm. scientists, just just French, you know, I think of the French, where they're just really thrown into the meat grinder against the Germans and the yeah. British, and and just think about how many and and German people, young German, you know, and then in, and then yeah. and then again in World War Two, think about how much intellectual capital we've lost during those russia lost like 17 or 20 million people who knows there could have been someone that was smart enough it was it was bad enough that the uh what is it the russian birth rate didn't recover until like i think the 70s or 80s it's it's stupid like it's stupid but here you know uh, i'm gonna leave everyone well no i'm not gonna leave you guys with this but the russians lost 27 million jeez i was even close between 
yeah. it was that's that is civilian and military yeah, it casualties. Doesn't matter. It's a lot of people. That's I, incredible. Yeah, they took yeah. the brunt of it. I I do mm-hmm. want to say this. My grandpa, when he was getting ready to pass, never forget this. He was he was. It's kind of, oh, I'm gonna. This would be a little bit longer of a story. He used to. <laughs> He used to watch uh, the Pearl Harbor tapes around uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, like Thanksgiving, and then yeah. uh, it, it, he would watch him, and then he get like kind of racist towards Japanese people. And he was in a nursing <laughs> home, so like my my mom had to take the tapes away. <laughs> yeah. he would just no, get oh, all fucking. Dude, he would no. get a, he so would my get, hold on, my hold on, grandfather. I gotta oh, keep I going. Say, well, <clears throat> my grandfather fought in World War II in the Pacific, and. F- for real, my mom made me hide my Pokemon cards oh, when yeah. he came to visit. That's so funny. Because it was just like they tried to murder him and yeah. they killed his best friend. He's got some it's, he's got beef with him. So he he so we'd have to hide but then we we would uh, take him shopping and he like mm-hmm. a nice Japanese like someone helped him and he felt really guilty. So she was nice. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> long story short, uh he as he got towards the end, he's like, you know, I think about war a lot, and I think it's just a form of population control. He's like, war is just. He's like, I think about all those American boys, those German boys, English, Japanese boys that died, mm-hmm. and he goes, imagine what the population would be if they didn't. He's like, I think it's just a form of population control. So maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what this next one is about is. It's just a form of population control. We've we've gotten too 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 overpopulated, and it's just a, a self destruct uh, beacon in our brains that it's time to just do a great reset. I don't know. Fuck that. Don't believe it. But it's something to think about. And I thought I would I mean, kind of freak you guys out at the end of what this is podcast. That? What did I, I just I just read something today? What is it? An anecdote that uh, there are more people alive. There have been more people alive in our lifetime than there have been people alive, period. Like previously, like the entirety of the human race, like through civilization, at least tracking numbers and shit that like it's it's like you on your morning commute to work, you know, like if you went to an office, you pass more people on your morning commute to work than most people met in their lifetime during the Middle Ages. Oh, oh, I think there's so many, there's so many, like the time we live in now is an aberration. Really? There's, I'm kind of freaking out right now because I can't decide whether you're full of shit or you're right. No, I look it up. I probably, I might be full of shit. I don't know. I probably (laughs) won't, but that's fun to think about. That's interesting. I don't know. No, that's that is really it's, it's, it's kind that of a brain. Is, I mean, that's, imagine that this is like that's fuck, a, dude. That's, that's insane. A, it's either a mind fuck or I think you're full of shit. I haven't decided yet. That's, yeah, uh, that's fair. That's that's I like that. Well, bottom line, the bottom line, yeah. folks, is this: you got to be the change you want to see in this world. We are all waking up. We are all full of love and we are all have the capacity to be amazing human beings. You know, what are you going to do that's going to better yourself and better your community? That's what we got to be focused on is pulling people up and not pushing people down. We over here at the Rick's mind podcast, appreciate your support. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you think we're worthy, give us that five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Look down there. Click that like and subscribe button. Or I'll kill John. I will debase myself and go. It's going to happen eventually. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening. And And just as as a closing statement, I've seen so much shit on the internet and on TV and in real life. If people in the United States hating on Russian people that are just literally Russian, don't be a fucking idiot. Russian people have nothing to do with this. Blame their government. We don't, even the United States, we don't have anything to do with our government. They're a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> don't blame Russian people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of, if you're doing that, fuck you. Uh, but anyways, that's all we got for you guys. We'll see you next week. 